You know what, Sam? What? The Minnesota Wild are in town, which means Mark Andre Fleury's in town, which means I don't think Mark Andre Fleury should leave when the Minnesota Wild leave. He should stay right here and become a Carolina Hurricane. Yes, I agree. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. Uh, Sam, we are recording this right before the Minnesota game, so we have one game to discuss, but we will, uh, once we come back from the Minnesota game, we will record our reaction to that. Um, but first, let's get to what we usually do first, Sam, podcast news. Obviously, we have a great deal with SeatGeek. Uh, first time uh, using it, I used the code Kaniac Report, all one word, get 20% off. It's a great deal, especially when there's a lot of home games happening. So definitely use that. And Sam, another piece of podcast news, we have a giveaway chance again for this month. And that is for the New Jersey game. What are the instructions for uh, our listeners so that they get a chance of getting free tickets? All you have to do is you got to message us. Let's see. What should, what should they message us this time? Um, Canes over Devils. That's what you got to send us. Canes over Devils. Canes over Devils. Okay. Canes yeah. over Devils. Message I like us any of our any of our anythings. Canes over Devils. I thought you might mention anything by Eric Hall, but <laughs> I'm not gonna admit, I'm not gonna give that. That'd be sp- funny. That'd be no. funny though. No. Nope. For me, nope. it would. <laughs> nope. Nothing. But Canes over Devils, that's good. It's uh, generic and good. It's easy. So, yeah, uh, message us that. Uh, all of our socials are in the description of our episodes, both Instagram and X slash Twitter. DM us. You can also email us, too. We've gotten emails before on giveaways. That's in the description as well. Uh, so that's all for podcast news. And Sam, when it comes to NHL news, quite a few things have been happening in the NHL. Uh, one, uh, Washington signs a young guy in Potros to a five-year, three point three seven five million dollars. Gotten, I gotten around, I think eighteen something points in forty something games. We didn't say probably trying to do like a KK type of deal. We didn't say when they have to do this by to enter in. Oh, that's right. We didn't say that. Um. So when's the game? When's the game? Thursday. The game is Thursday, and there's a game on Friday. On on, Wednesday, too, like at Boston. We will pick a winner before puck drop against the Bruins. Okay, before puck drop against the Bruins. Okay, so we'll uh, do that then. then you've got that's, the whole game. Against that's going to be the deadline, pretty much, right? Yep. Is is puck drop? Yep, puck drop, Boston, and we'll announce it during the game because we'll be watching the game. So okay, so that that's our plan. I am sorry, guys, completely forgot about the deadline to submitting um, the uh, DMs or emails to have a chance for free tickets. Yes. 
So back to NHL news. Uh, <laughs> Patras finds a five-year deal, $3.375 million contract. Uh, Sam, I think of this a lot like maybe a KK deal, except uh, not as expensive. Washington, I think, is trying to uh, really get a good deal out of this young player, and good for them. Uh, nothing much about this signing is pretty straightforward. Uh, Washington, obviously, Sam, is trying to gain a playoff spot as we speak. Not just them, but lots of teams are in the standings. So it's going to be interesting uh, what they do, especially in the future since Ovech, since this is an older team, basically. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to really uh, extend those young players, which I can understand. They don't really have a lot of young players to begin with. They have Connor McMichael, but uh, that's pretty much it. They're an older team. We'll see. Ovechkin's having a bad year. I mean, and what's kept them buoyed is their goaltending because their goaltending's been pretty good. I mean, from- Charlie Lindgren's been fantastic for Washington. Yeah, Charlie Lindgren, Darcy Kemper. They've gotten very good goaltending this year, and they pl- and they're playing a completely <laughs> different style with their new coach. Yeah, which is a very defensive style. They're very neutral zone trap. They're a boring team to watch. They're like the New Jersey Devils of the early two thousands, and the Islanders kind of like right now. Well, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see because and this is a good segue into that news. Sam, um, they fired their head coach, and now Patrick Raw is named head coach, and. I am with everybody else on this. I was shocked when that news was announced. Now, apparently, Elliot Friedman said that he was going to get hired anyways, regardless if the Islanders were going to to hire him or not, because a few teams were thinking of hiring the uh, legend of Patrick Raw. Yeah, Patrick Raw getting a coaching job is interesting because he was has he's not been a very good coach. He coached Colorado for a few seasons, but he wasn't. Good. No, so it's interesting. We'll see what happens here um, with with Patrick Waugh. He's a great goaltender, one of the greatest of all times. In my opinion, he is the second greatest goaltender of all time. So uh, it's just a matter of whether he can figure it out coaching. But I guess he wants to try again. And New York's an interesting place. He's got a good squad there, so he's not having to rebuild. So we'll see what happens with Patrick Waugh and the New York Islanders. Yes, definitely. And, and, and it's very interesting, too, because he's a former player – that's now uh, coaching an NHL team. And because of this, you now have several uh, coaches now who are former players now being head coaches in the, in the NHL, Sam. You have Rod Brendamore, former NHL player. You have Martin St. Louis, Luke Richardson with Chicago. And now you have Patrick Raw. Are we trending maybe in a direction when it comes to coaches of former NHL players being coaches? If they want to be, some of them it works out, some of them it doesn't. Um, again, like Patrick Wall, Wayne Gretzky, I think are two failed examples so far. I mean, Patrick Wall's getting another shot. He is. Marty San Luis, I think, has been very good. Um, you can't hold him to account <laughs> for them not having playoff success yet. The team's not ready and it doesn't have the talent to do so. But they're moving in the right direction. He's the right guy for it. So I think you have two examples of coaches who have been successful. Rob Brendamore, Marty San Louis, and then you have two. Wayne Gretzky, Patrick Waugh, who weren't. But Patrick Waugh getting another shot. So we'll see. Maybe yeah. maybe it moves that direction. I just I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, you would think it helps having NHL experience 
when you become a head coach of an NHL team. Yeah, you so. would think so, but not all the time. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Like for people like Gretzky, it, it wasn't. It's hard to teach something that just came naturally. And I think maybe that's the same way with Patrick Waugh. I don't know, so we'll see. Yeah, and and it could also come with personality too. Um, but I don't know. I'm not saying Wayne Gretzky or Patrick Raw are bad people or anything, but um, I guess it just kind of coaching also kind of comes maybe with the type of personality, the type of coaching. I think it a little bit correlates to that, but. Um, you, you never know. Uh, Sam, another piece of NHL news is Jim Rutherford gets a three-year extension with Vancouver. Uh, Sam, I think that is a good extension. I think Jim Rutherford's, honestly, almost his entire career, he's been a very good GM. And Sam, I mean, it'd be very interesting. And I'm, I always kind of look at the stuff through a Hurricanes perspective here. I think it would have been very cool to, and also very awesome to have the dynamic of management with Tom Dundon and Jim Rutherford. Wouldn't that be interesting? Dundon and Rutherford? That'd be very interesting. That wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. But it'd be interesting. But if they, if, if, if both of them were to somehow find middle ground, I think it, no, might it, work. It, but. Work. Tom Dundon isn't going to work with anybody he can't boss around. And Jim Rutherford knows a lot about hockey, and then you're going to get a noodlehead like Dundon who doesn't know what to do when it comes to actual trades and making actual deals to make your team actually get better and understand that sometimes you will not get the best player in the deal, but you'll get a need in the deal. And, you know... I just I don't think that's going to work out. I mean, I think Jim Rutherford was one of our greatest general managers. He created the team that won the Stanley Cup. So I think until you and and that's why Peter Laviolette's always going to be above Rod unless Rod wins a cup because you 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 were part of the group that got you here. So where I thank Tom Dundon for spending money, like because our old ma- our old owner just wouldn't do it because he didn't have the money to do it. So there's understanding there, but. And you can't blame Jim Rutherford, and he wasn't, you know, he couldn't spend the money because it, it wasn't there. Um, and Tom Dundon came in, and he thinks he gets to do it his way, and that's why we haven't won anything yet. But I mean, I agree with so. you that it wouldn't have worked, but mm. if somehow, and I'm just saying somehow, if it could have worked, I think that would have been awesome. But I mean, I agree with you; it probably wouldn't work. But if it did, I think it. I think we probably would have solved a lot of needs by now if it did. Um, but well, um, it's. I think we'd solve a lot of needs now with with Waddell. Waddell can make trades and make moves and, and stuff like that too. But yes, I, he, he can. But he it seems have, like Tom Dundon has to have the final approval of everything, even the trades. I mean, I remember Brenda Moore. I think in an interview, interview said about getting a goalie being like, well, it has to be. Well, we have to get the budget approved from Tom Dundon. So and that just shows how hands-on Tom Dundon is. Yeah, and I think you just... If you want to see this team succeed at some point, he's going to have to grow up and be like, you know, I need to trust the folks that know hockey. And Don Waddell has decades of experience in hockey. 
So, look, if you want him to do his thing, let him do his thing. If you want to be the GM, then stop. Just give yourself the title. Don't don't make this a shadow campaign. Just do it. But you have a general manager, let him do let him let him work. Don't stop thinking you have to win everything at all of the time because you're just not going to. It's not how that works. Teams aren't going to voluntarily let you win every trade. Doesn't work. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, work, doesn't not, work it, that way. Yeah, it really doesn't. And honestly, I mean, every every team has at least one bad contract. It's part of reality. It is. Now, having multiple bad contracts, <laughs> uh, maybe Toronto, um, is not really good. But every team probably most likely is going to suffer from a bad contract. Well, I mean, I can think of a team that had that issue. Um, let me pull it up real quick. I mean, we had that issue with, uh, to me, uh, the biggest one, Jake Gardner. Yeah. That wasn't a good contract at all. Um, but every team, in reality, has that contract where, yeah, it could be better. Well, I mean, think of it like, um, like Jeff, like Jeff Skinner with Buffalo. Sure, Skinner. I think you could look at L.A. I mean, Anze Kopitar still has three years left. He's getting paid ten million this year, and then seven the next two. Some might say that's a bad contract, right? Because he's getting paid a lot of money. He's getting older, and sometimes you're going to have instances like that. Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty is thirty-four. He signed for another four years at eleven million dollars he will be 38 when that contract expires and he ain't gonna be worth no 11 million probably in another year so yeah you signed but guess what if you ask the la kings if that contract was worth it guess what they're gonna say they're gonna say yeah because they won two stanley cups with drew dowdy and alan zekopitar yes and guess what if the florida panthers had won the stanley cup you know what they would have said about Sergei Bobrovsky's contract? Exactly. That it was, it was worth, worth it. it because they yeah. won a cup. You know what the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to say about trading away their futures? It was worth it because we won back-to-back Stanley Cups and we made it back-to-back-to-back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Definitely. And, I mean, throughout the years, Tampa had to sacrifice depth because their top players were getting top dollars. But they stepped, they kept going for it. So... That's the biggest thing. Um, another piece of news. Um, oh, yeah. I want to put this into the news thing. Uh, because And personally, I, I hate the new look. But NHL reveals the all-star jerseys. <laughs> I hate it. They look kind of goofy. They look like a kid drew on them. Well, I mean, it kind of looks like an idea that they wanted to create. Like, hey, a five-year-old kid, um, can you draw this? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the jerseys. It's not good. I like I the setup, like though. I like it's going to have the captains and the draft. That's going to be cool. And I think it's neat that you have the Hughes brothers as co-captains. Um, that's yeah, kind of cool. It is. But I just want to throw that out there. I'm not a big fan of the All-Star jerseys. What do you think about Justin Bieber being a celebrity assistant? No comment. <laughs> um, I Michael Blue know, Blay? I, Blue Blay, Okay. I like Blue Blay, but I, I'm not Buble. a Bieber fan. Michael Bublé. Bublé. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Michael Bublé. Oh, did I pronounce it differently? You said Blue Blay. Oh, like, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. It's Michael Bublé. But, um, I, no. No Justin Bieber. <laughs> really. Just no. 
Uh, so that's pretty much all for NHL news. Uh, Sam, now Kane's news. Uh, I'm going to say two things here. Hurricanes claim Spencer Martin off of waivers. Tells you that they don't think Kochekov is going to be ready for the Bruins versus... Exactly, um, which is the cause of why they sent Peretz down, um, which I actually didn't put that in our show notes. Well, I also I haven't seen anything about a starting goaltender today, so I'm wondering if Spencer Martin's going to get the game today. Oh, boy. Um, but um, also, I put on the show notes too, Sam, uh, the Hurricanes might be inquiring Marc-Andre Fleury. And like what you said in your one-liner, Sam, I think it is a great, I think it's a very reasonable um, goal to get. I mean, Markstrom versus Leakins. I mean, you can look at those contracts and be like, yeah, it ain't going to work. But with Fleury, he has a $3.5 million contract just for this season. And I do it. And I think it really does kind of fit more of the bill for... Let me go back real quick. It looks like it's official about Corey Perry and the Oilers. Um, first to report the signing, the fourth period, Chris Johnson um, tweeted that out. So I guess David Pagnota must have... Okay, so Corey Perry is oh. official with Edmonton. Yes, indeed. He'll be an oiler. Interesting. Corey Perry back in the National Hockey League. No surprise there. It really did sound like Chicago didn't have grounds to dismiss him if he's being signed again. So I think they'll probably um, – I, I could see the NHLPA still pushing against Chicago for that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I didn't put on the NHL no- NHL news because um, – It was fluid at the time, it, but yeah. it is, it, the fourth period yeah. is saying that it, it, that he is going to Edmonton. Fine with me. Stay out west. <laughs> yeah, st- yeah. Honestly, stay out west. And Edmonton—they're on a twelve-game winning streak, which is just remarkable. But I mean, you have the players to do it. Sure. Even when they were like down in the basement in the standings, I'm like, if any team is to crawl out from a situation like that, it'd be Edmonton because of the star power they have. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not surprised. But back to Flurry. I mean, you're right. I mean, Adam Gold said it. On his most recent Kane's Corner podcast, that flurry that the flurries and the Jake that flurry and Jake Allen make the most sense for what Carolina needs, um, because their cap hit is is good. They're exp- I think they're expiring deals, and if not, I think Jake Allen's is still isn't a crazy hit. Um, I don't know term on Allen, so um, I'm gonna look that up right now. But he with, meant, uh, but you know, Montreal. he said Gibson's a no, Markstrom's a no, Berzlikens is a no. Because the term and the cap hit are high. Two years for Jake Allen, $3.85 million. Not bad. No, that's not awful. That That's a, he's coming in to replace Ronta at that Although, point. personally, I'd rather have Flurry than Jake Allen, mainly because, I mean, he has won Stanley Cups in the past. Yeah, I mean, I'd go with Flurry too, mainly because it's an expiring contract. And at that point, exactly. you let Ronta walk, Flurry can walk. And then you just bring in, um, you know, Kochekov and Anderson next year. But I mean, Although, hey, if Anderson, I have doubts about Anderson's well, career. If Anderson's career is over, which is possible, he could play. He could not. Again, we just don't know. I lean toward. I don't know if I, I lean toward thinking he won't play again. 
But again, not a doctor. That's just my my guess here. But, you know, you can always re-sign Marc-Andre Fleury if he wants to stay in Carolina. Uh, maybe the answer in that case is if you feel Anderson's done, uh, UC Soros. He's got two years left. I mean, Adam Gold mentioned Soros. If Nashville falls out, Soros probably makes some sense there. So, I mean, Kane's news again. Uh, Adam Gold just talking about what he thinks just makes the most sense for Carolina. This isn't saying this is happening or there's even conversations, but Elias Lindholm fills a need. Um, and I think he even said, you know, if it's Natchez for Lindholm, he does it today. You know, oh, I would too. It's not that Natchez can't do it, it's that you bring in what you need, right? You need a right handed center. And why don't you do Sebastian Ajo, Kokinyemi? Stall Lindholm down the middle, and then you still have like jury. I mean, why not? Or maybe you move KK and and some picks and prospects, and you make Lindholm work, and then you keep Natchez. I mean, there are just so many. So I many... wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that with the way KK has been playing recently. <laughs> yeah, I think there's just so many that options that make sense for the Hurricanes right now. Oh yeah, I, I, there is, which is good that you have plenty of options. Especially when, um, I and the I credit the Canes cast for clarifying this, but Anderson on LTIR, um, that's why I wanted to happen. But apparently, you accrue cap space by putting him on IR. Yeah, and then you can put him yep. on LTIR when it comes to trade deadline, and you get the whole, um cap space from this contract in order to work with and you get around like six or seven million dollars to work with at the trade deadline there is no excuse so our current cap space not to upgrade is three million and change our deadline cap space is going to be about 6.4 million yeah six to seven million you you can solve a couple of needs there the question is are they going to because they didn't with when Pacioretty was out last season, they kind of defeated the purpose of not getting a forward last season. So there's no excuse now, in my opinion. No, and I don't think there is either. Um, I think you need to... I think you're not going to have much of a choice but to go ahead and... And And goaltending is um, the number one priority right now. Yeah, I mean, it should be the number one priority right now. I mean, you can talk about, like, I mean, you and I talked about Brad Pashley last night. I mean, to me, that's secondary concern. So number one is goaltending. No, you, you go out there and you address a need. Now, Adam Gold says Pesci doesn't go. I, I, I don't often agree with him on, t- on his takes, but I do this time. I actually move Pesci over D'Angelo, mainly because if, if it means we're acquiring that center or we're acquiring that goaltender, mainly because I feel as though Chatfield is a replacement there, and I just don't have confidence that we sign Pesci. Um, so, I mean, if you extend... I'll feel more comfortable if some extensions are doled out before the deadline, if we keep all of them and don't move anybody on the defensive side, but it's like we have so many people that if they all walk, I mean, just think about it, Sam. Next season, if we don't sign anybody, Pesci walks, Chatfield walks, Shea walks, D'Angelo walks, <coughs> Tara Vinen walks. It's like, oh my goodness, that's five players, five good players that can walk for nothing. Now, D'Angelo walking, not a big deal. We never, ever really paid anything for that to begin with, so that doesn't kill you. But 
Terravine and walking. That's not good. You don't want that. You don't want Shay, Pesci, and Chatfield all to walk. Which That's is why they disaster. should have done more this past offseason on those contracts. Well, again, I think they should have. I Chatfield. Think, I think we have, an, have we have an owner, and if anything that's showing is we have an owner that needs to get his big nose out of the business of the National Hockey League. He wants to own the team that's fine. Let the management do their job. Stop interfering. We all know Don, that Tom Dundon is what's causing the problems with management right now. And where <clears throat> for the longest time I was leaning toward it being a coaching issue, I'm really starting to believe that this is a management disaster. Or ownership. Ownership. I, say, ownership. I think it's ownership. ownership management disaster right now. Now, if Dundon is giving them the green light to make these deals and to get things done and it's not working out, then yeah, you need to fire your general manager because <clears throat> he's not able to accomplish the task at hand. Or I would probably say Eric Tolsky's the brains more. Than sure, move Tolsky out. Don Waddell. <laughs> but, I mean, either way, we're in a position where there are two needs. How they acquire those two needs, I'm not a big, I don't care really how, if it's Natchez or Kokinyemi or Pesci or even D'Angelo that's moved out, whatever, fine. I don't care if you want to trade picks and prospects. Again, as long as it's not Nikishin or Nadeau, I don't care to get Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't think they would be on crack if they think that if any team would give up their top prospect for him. He's a 36, 37-year-old goaltender. He's not going to get that kind of dollar, but he'll get, he'll still fetch a price. And I would even give a first round draft pick for him. But cause you, you need, you have a need. It's okay yes. to overpay some. You don't have to feel obligated to give up the house. Now, Soros, that might require like a Scott Morrow kind of a prospect level thing. Cause Soros is young. Goalie. I'd be, I'd be, I mean, I'd be willing to do that. I mean, I would too. So I think, and, and he'd things. be more a part of your future than Flurry would. Yeah. So I mean, if you do like a Scott Morrow, a first Suzuki, maybe D'Angelo or a Pesci in there, I would do that for a Soros. I mean, that's you'd be like, oh my goodness, that's grossly overpaying. I'm like, well, that's the goalie market, but Soros is in your future now. So you now you have your one A, one B goaltender for for the next two years. Yeah. And to be honest, I might want Soros over Fleury because you have a little bit more future certainty there. <coughs> Soros is, Soros would be the goaltender you would get at the at the deadline because that's if Nashville decides they want to move they want to move him at the deadline. But I just don't think out. this team has that time to wait till the deadline though. That to me that's my thing. They keep getting lucky. Right? Yeah. They keep getting lucky. So and that like Bronto was able to hold the fourth down until we got Spencer Martin, but what if Kochekov comes back and can't do it? So I think if the yeah. team is, if, if we believe that the need is immediate, then I think flurry is the answer. If we feel that they can wait, then I think the answer is um, a Jake Allen or a UC Soros, a guy that has a little bit of term on them. <clears throat> Cause at that point they're kind of replacing Ranta. Yeah. So, I agree. Um, and Spencer Martin was something that they had to do because they didn't, didn't think Chekhov. Well, they didn't think Chekhov would be ready for that back to back, and yeah. I think that's an accurate statement because there's still no timetable. He's skating before practices, but he's not playing yet or skating for full practices. Yeah, he's not. Well, that is all for Hurricanes news. Now we're gonna get to the Hurricane games, but before we do, let's get to our sponsor. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 24. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam, the Detroit game. Great win. Yep. I thought it was a great bounce back win from the ugliness against LA. Although I think you could say with the LA game that LA needed that win more than we did. And they played like it. Yeah, no, they needed that win, but they also wanted to come in and ruin the night. Also, understand. Yeah, yeah, with the whole <laughs> Justin Williams ceremony. But we bounced back pretty good. Um, honestly, I thought this was a tight checking game, even though we had the puck for most of the game. Detroit yeah. was limited to like 11 shots. Yeah, so we, I mean, you probably want Rancha to get one of those goals allowed. I think I say the first one. Adam said the second. I mean, I guess maybe if, if you think the second, then I think you have to think the first because it hit his glove. Yeah, it hit his glove. Um, I just don't like leaky goals. If, if part of your body hits the puck, you should be able to recover it. You can't just allow it to leak through you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Ranta's performance in that game, I thought he wasn't tested, but every opportunity that Detroit had, like really good opportunity went in the net. I can't think of any great saves that Ranta made in that game, but I can only think of two instances where he would have had to, and both of them went into the net. So that's again, concerning again. And the second goal, I mean, our defense, well, well, the thing is it was the power play goal that Detroit had, um, I thought it was just a breakdown up front. I mean, honestly, I thought Ronta was in no man's land in that situation. So, I mean, that made it tied. But yeah. a lot of good things. Natchez, first game back, amazing. That's the Natchez I want. Yeah, he was skating all over the place, defensively sound. He wasn't turning the puck over. <clears throat> great, great game for Marty Natchez. And I think Andre Sechnikov had another good game, too. Um, which I think is good. The first line looked better this game than they did against Los Angeles because they looked really bad against LA. Yes, they did, but, I mean, it's a little bit more allowable when the previous games, I mean, you're putting up 20-something points. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. So and they I understand that. And they had a good game. They got points, and um, you take it. Yes, you do. You take it. Great bounce back win. Uh, Sam... Now is the Minnesota game. I believe it's NASCAR day. I keep seeing NASCAR stuff. And uh, all the uh, Hurricane players being asked who the worst driver is. Apparently it's between Svetch and Jarvis. That's funny. Two youngest ones. Yeah. Always the young people. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, we will be uh, right back after the Minnesota game. 
Well, Sam, that was a disappointing loss to Minnesota. Um, I thought, I mean, I'll give the Canes credit where credit's due. I thought they were really good in the first period. Uh, Natchez continues to be red hot after coming back. So there were some good things to take out of this, but there were a lot of bad things, mm-hmm. a lot of mental errors. And one thing I'm going to say um, is even though I'm not blaming this game on Ronta, I'm not. It, this is totally on the players in front of him. I don't like leaky goals. Mm-hmm. He allowed a leaky goal against Detroit, uh, which was the first goal, mm-hmm. if you remember. Yep. Off his glove. Off his glove. And then he allows another leaky goal through 5 hole, which to me is the worst part of a leaky goal. And uh, you kind of need to make those saves. But, I mean, I there is a lot of truth, though, on the side of, like, the players in front of them need to do better. And they do. Yep. Um, I'm kind of done with this with KK, honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, Ront is not why we lost this game. <sighs> yeah, I, he should have had that third one for sure. For sure, should have had that third one. But you, it, the team in front of him wasn't playing very good. I mean, that was the KK line, like you said. KK is just, and he's been demoted. He's fourth line center now. Um, and here's the thing: even though I like a Drury, he's played better. I still don't think that he's that he's a second line center right now no he's not he, so no. you definitely have a hole in the center core oh then just think what if one of them goaltending yeah true so i mean you have to go out and get a center i don't think it's much of an option um i don't feel like they want Vasily Ponomarov to be the option there um we maybe you bring him up and sit kk for a game and you got kk for eight years so i mean you can do that well it's not eight years it's six years actually no okay i mean so i mean you can go ahead and bench kk if you want to i believe it's six years i'll check real quick but it's been some time since we uh signed that extension which uh to be honest at that time i was a little bit Confused why we gave him that big term in the first place, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, the thing with KK, he's still young, 23 years old, but it's really frustrating because you saw him at the end of last season, the beginning of this season, playing very good, and now he's fallen off again. Yeah, it's frustrating. They just need to figure it out. So, um, there is that problem. But uh, Lindholm's the answer. I mean, I can't think of another center who's out there. Unless the that's right Penguins... Shot. That's right shot. Unless the Penguins are looking to move Crosby or Malkin, I, I literally cannot think of another team out of it that has a top six center that is looking to possibly get a return on. Marner. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think Toronto wants to deal with move him. I don't think we have anything that they would necessarily want to make that move. Um, I mean, Tavares. I don't want that contract. Uh, I mean, I just I can't think of anything. I mean, I don't think Taves is ready to come back yet. He hasn't officially retired. So I mean, six more years with KK. Okay, so I mean. Does that I, and I think if you wanted to use him as a part of a package to go to Calgary, I think they would probably look at that because that's a guy they would have under contract for a while, and uh, they they they're probably moving on the rebuild side anyway. 
I mean, unless you can think of another center out there who's available, I just I can't think of another one other than Lindholm that's uh, on the market. Yeah, I I completely agree, and maybe in time this game will feel a little bit better, depending on how we play against Boston and New Jersey. Uh, but those are tough teams, and we knew those are tough t- teams coming up to play against this week. And knowing that, I, I thought this game was kind of a uh, must-win, especially when the night before you have all the Metro teams losing. Um, I know the Rangers game, I think, just started maybe. I can't remember. They're about to start, yeah. Yeah, they're about to start because uh, that's a later game. But... I mean, there, I think, some concerns right now with both goaltending and at the center core. Um, still, I don't think we need to overreact and go into panic mode because we do still sit comfortably in the t- top three of the division. I'm not saying you need to panic. I'm saying the management needs to stop being cowards because that's what they've been the last five years. They've only ever made a trade out of a necessity and took advantage of teams with cap issues. Stop that. That you're going to get discount players that way. The only pl- trade like trade they did, like true hockey trade that wasn't taking advantage of anything other than just getting a player for it was the Dougie Hamilton trade. Right? That was a pure move, right? It's been 5 years. I think it's time to bring Lindholm back. Stop being cowards. Go make the right move adam gold said this lindholm wants to play here he wants to play for rod promise you rod wants him here yeah stop i mean seriously stop stop feeling like you have to win every trade you're going to start to lose the confidence of the fans if we get to every deadline every year and instead of doing the right thing you go out there and you continue to be like, we like our group, we like our group. Well, guess what? This group hadn't done it in five years. And I have yet to see that this, what, what I have yet to see what additions were made this year that make me think, okay, yeah, this group can do it. No, there, there's nothing here yet. Yeah, because if you look at the additions, I mean, adding Orlov, that contract was a little bit confusing in of itself. And then. You have Bunting, which I thought was a better signing than the Orlov trade. Although I, I do think Bunting has some defensive problems. I mean, he scored tonight, but yet he made a stupid penalty. Uh, so not the worst game, but also not the best game from Bunting either. So, I mean, that's kind of my thoughts. Uh, sucks that Kaprizov gets yeah, Kaprizov the gets the Hattie. It was the Kirill Kaprizov show tonight. That's why this game ended up being the way it ended up being. Um, 5-2 final. He gets hat trick. Three of the five goals. One of those is an empty netter. So, and we end the home stand with 3-1-2. and two. Yeah, Not um, good enough. Not, not good enough, in my opinion. That's why I thought we needed to win this Minnesota game, especially with the tough games we'll be having Wednesday and Thursday. Um, another thing too, though, I mean, you look at our overall home record, 13, five and four. Now that in itself isn't bad. That's actually pretty good. Um, but I mean, this homestand could have, could have gotten a couple more points. Yep. I think if we won this 
Minnesota game, I think we will have called this a successful homestand. But with us losing in regulation, nope. Not really successful, in my opinion. Not at all. Need to move on. Need to win. I feel like you got to... I think you need to win one of the two against Boston and New Jersey. Honestly, I'd rather take the Boston one. Just because I hate Boston so much, I know I'd rather take I'd rather game. take New Jersey because of the, the divisional yeah, game. Just don't view New um, Jersey as a threat anymore. And another team you should win on Saturday. Coyotes, Arizona. They're having a, good year. They're having a a decent year. They're eight, ten, and three on the road, but yet Minnesota coming in was like eight, twelve, and two. So this team is just. Uh, kind of struggling against uh, teams um, that aren't really that good. Not really surprising, though. Especially in a game where you have 40 shots, the other team has, like, what, 15. That is the mark of a Carolina game. But I like Dantras' performance. Um, Ronta was, I think, Good, but he could have gotten the save there on the third goal. Uh, but regardless, you lose five to two, and uh, that is going to be all for this episode. We will see you guys Friday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at The Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.